We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to another episode of the March or Die podcast. Thank you once again for joining me today. Really, really appreciate it. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe there. Hit the notification bell. Go ahead and leave a comment. Share this out. All of that helps us get this information to you and let you know when more content comes online. For those of you that are listening to the audio podcast version of this, thank you for doing that. We are just about everywhere you can receive a podcast. In fact, just this week, uh, added this podcast to Amazon Music. They've added a podcast site, and we're there. So anywhere that you can listen, we're uh, thankful to have you join us. Again, please make sure you subscribe so that when new episodes come out, you're able to get those right away. And uh, again, if this is helpful to you, please share it out. I, I do this for one purpose, and that is to be a help. So many of the topics that we discuss are topics and conversations that I have with uh, with folks all of the time, and this is a way for me to get that out to more folks. So please, if this is a help to you, send it out, and uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Today, we're going to discuss a topic that can be, if we're not careful, overlooked when we are talking about life's battles. And again, every week we come back to this, this question, how do we move forward in the midst of life's battles? How do we move forward when it really seems like the world around us is falling apart, and whether that's emotionally, spiritually, relationally, uh, perhaps it's, it's on a much larger scale as we look at the world around us and so much of the chaos, how do we move forward in a meaningful way, in a purposeful way? How do we get from where we are in the middle of the battle to the other side of that, uh, producing and, and seeing good things happen in our life? How do we do that? Uh, really important question, and this is what we talk about every week. One aspect to success in the middle of life's battles is what we'll talk about today. And really, it is the importance of a team. The importance of a team. So often, I think, when we talk about overcoming in life's battles, we have this picture of us standing alone, fighting the foe, and doing our best to overcome. We're there alone, and we are uh, making things happen and fighting and winning. We would acknowledge then that sometimes the reason the battles are so difficult is because when you stand alone, it's easy to get pushed back. But we continue to fight. I think that much of what is today leadership content, as people talk about leadership and engage with this idea of leadership and communicate to others what leadership really is, they give this idea of, of the Lone Ranger. It's, it's you against the world, and you need to stand firm and make things happen by yourself. 
uh, often also in the motivational uh, realm, in the world of motivational speak and motivational education. The motivational gurus give us this idea that we are valuable all alone. We can make things happen all alone, and we should be willing to move forward even when people around us are unwilling to go with us. While I acknowledge the importance of standing firm and standing solid, even if you have to do that alone, last week I talked about character and how important that is. There are times, perhaps in your life, when you're going to have to stand firm and stand alone because no one will stand with you. I can acknowledge that and I understand that and I would encourage you to do that if that's what's necessary. But I will say this. In the sustained battles of life, in the the confrontations of life, again, perhaps we're dealing with a relationship that's turned and we're trying to navigate forward and it just seems overwhelming. We're not sure we want to do that. Uh, Perhaps it's another area of life that we feel beat down. We don't feel like we can go on anymore. Uh, As we say often, it would be easier to die than it would be to march to the next place. In these sustained battles of life, and as we move through life, although there may be moments in time where we have to do it alone, if we're going to find sustained success, if we're going to move forward in a good way, it will only be as we understand the importance of the team. I'd like to talk about this for a few minutes today, and again, in all of these conversations we have, and if you've listened to other episodes, you know this. This is not exhaustive. I can't get into every detail of this. My goal, more than anything, is to give you some thoughts, some things to take away that you can begin using in your own life and and hopefully explore more in your own life. I I really look at this, this question of how do you move forward when life seems to be falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to die? I look at these questions uh, really answered week after week after week, and all of these podcasts come together to give you a much fuller uh, explanation or exploration of this concept, and I hope that you will uh, take this seriously and understand it. The importance of a team. Uh, there's a great story. Uh, really, it's uh, it's a truth. It's not uh, made up at all. It's a, it's a truth that took place between the 30s and 40s of the 1900s. So quite a while ago, World War II had not yet started. The great worldwide economic depression was happening. But in the midst of that, there were some incredible literary works being developed. Men like C.S. Lewis and uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and others were developing these incredible works that have become movies that generations even today enjoy. And uh, we're thankful for that work. We sometimes think of these authors, these men and women who sat down and wrote these incredible literary works, these journeys that they take us on, as sole efforts, individual efforts. These incredible intellects established uh, an idea and then got behind that idea. And because they have it all here, they were able to pour it out onto the page and share it with the world and were thankful for their work. What we have to understand is that that's not how it works. Although there may be one author on the book, there are many people involved in making those things happen. Between the late 30s and the early 40s, C.S. Lewis had a group of friends that he would meet with every Tuesday and Thursday in an Oxford pub called The Eagle and the Child. (laughs) Uh, It's still there. They nicknamed it The Bird and the Baby. This circle of friends included people like Tolkien and uh, C.S. Lewis and many others. C.S. Lewis described the friendship he had in that circle of friends in his book, The Four Loves. On page 72, he wrote this, In a perfect friendship, when the whole group is together, 
each bringing out all that is best, wisest, or funniest in all the others. Those are the golden sessions. When four or five of us, after a hard day's walking, have come to our inn, when our feet are spread toward the blaze and our drinks are at our elbows, when the whole world and something beyond the world opens itself to our minds as we talk, and no one has any claim on another, but all are free men and equals, as if we had first met an hour ago, while at the same time an, affectionate, uh, an affection mellowed by the years enfolds us. Life, natural life, has no better gift to give. You know what C.S. Lewis was saying there? He was saying it is this kind of friendship when friends, when companions come together and they labor together on whatever it is each one of them is involved in. That is the best that life has to offer. He said it is the best drawn out in us when we're in that circle of friends where we're all free men, not beholden to the other, but we can freely share our ideas. I would add to that our dreams, our desires, our struggles, the battles that we're going through. The Bible tells us that in the multitude of counselors, there is safety, again, conveying the idea that we all need a team. If men like C.S. Lewis and Tolkien and so many of these other literary giants and other examples we could go to throughout history could identify the importance of having others in our lives that can make us better, that can help us to become the best version of ourselves, if they would acknowledge that, who are we to think that we can live on our own? On social media this last week, I uh, put out a a comment, a a quote from myself. (laughs) The best people to quote are yourselves. Something like this, something to this effect, that the first thing Jesus did when he began his ministry was establish a team. And yet so often we feel like we can go it alone. If Jesus is God, how in the world do we think we can do it without a team? Now, to be sure, Jesus could do it without a team because he is God, but he established a pattern for us to follow. We must have a team in our lives if we're going to move forward in a meaningful way, accomplishing all that God has set before us. A couple of reasons for a team. I want to give you three and then uh, jump down to how we begin to develop this team. So how do we develop or or why do we need a team? What is the importance of a team? Uh, I would say first that having a team provides courage. Having a team provides courage. I think back to my time in the military and in uh, armed conflict, in actual battles with real guns and real bad guys shooting back at us. Uh, I can't imagine doing that alone. Uh, There is something that infuses an individual with courage when he can look to his left and he can look to his right and see others in the same fight. We're fighting together, figuratively locked arms, and that helps us to move forward even when the odds may be against us. You see, it is having a team that provides courage, and all of us need courage. Courage certainly is not the absence of fear. It's understanding that there's something bigger than our fear, and it's taking the step in spite of fear. Courageous people are people that understand not only the need for the team, but the fact that they have a team. Perhaps it's that they're fighting for those who are behind them, those who they represent. But there's a team. There are others engaged in the battle. There's a team, and this team provides courage. I would say also that along with that, you need a team because a team keeps you accountable. (laughs) 
the biggest struggles in life come to us when we are isolated. In fact, if you're struggling emotionally, you're struggling spiritually, perhaps the worst thing you can do is isolate yourself. You need to be around other people. Why? Because people that care for you, people that are part of your team, they keep you accountable. They keep you moving forward. You often do what you know is right but wouldn't do on your own if you know that there are people around you depending on you. G.K. Chesterton said this about fighting and soldiers. He said, a true soldier fights not because he hates what is in front of him, but because he loves what is behind him. That's the idea not only of courage, but of accountability. I'm doing this because there are people that depend on me. When I begin to think I'm a lone ranger, I can do it on my own or I must do it on my own. I, I stand alone. There's no one else with me. We walk away from the team. We isolate ourselves and we become a target that the enemy can easily pick off. Having a team not only provides courage, it keeps us accountable. We need that accountability. uh, But it also picks us up when we fall. We need a team around us so that when we fall, and listen, winning the battles of life doesn't mean you'll never fail or never fall. It doesn't mean you won't falter or step back. Uh, What it means is that when those things happen, you get back up and you continue to move forward. But who picks you up when you fall if you don't have a team? Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 9 says it this way, Two are better, better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falls, for he hath not another to help him up. You need a team because when you fall, and it will happen, you need some people around you who can help you get back up off the ground. You see, having a team helps to keep everything in perspective. In my own life, when things are troubling, and I like to go back to waking up in the middle of the night and worrying about Whatever, you name it. (laughs) In the middle of the night, uh, I'm never super optimistic, but I spend a lot of time worrying. I worry about my kids. I worry about the country. I worry about finances. I worry about all kinds of stuff. My perspective is not very good. Why? Because I'm in the dark alone. When you find yourself alone in the dark anywhere in your life, your perspective is always skewed. Unless you're just weirdly optimistic, which very few people are. If you find yourself alone, isolated from others, figuratively or literally in the dark, you're not going to see the best of your situation, but you will certainly amplify the worst. A team, those people around you can help you to keep perspective because when you are negative, when you are down, when you feel completely defeated, you have people speaking into your life who can bring out the best, who can speak the positive, who can acknowledge the difficulties but show a path forward. They help you to keep your perspective. Having a team, it instills courage. It keeps you accountable moving forward. It picks you up when you fall, and it gives you the right perspective. How do you do any of those things without a team without others around you. I know from battlefield experience that without a team, there is no success. That success in the real battles, the literal battles with real bullets and real bad guys, real success comes when individuals work together for a common goal, for a common purpose to a common end. You need a team. Listen to me. If you don't have a team... (laughs) You need to stop whatever it is you're doing in your life. As soon as the podcast is over, don't stop this podcast. (laughs) 
You need to stop whatever it is you're doing in your life that seems more important than having a team and find a team. Because you need courage and you need accountability and you need someone to pick you up and you need help gaining the right perspective, you've got to have it. Do you have a team? I know that so often the pushback on having a team is that they're very difficult to find. It's so hard to find people that I can pull into my life that will help me and encourage me and 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 motivate me and pick me up and do all of the things that I need. It's nearly impossible. So where do I find my people? Team is a generic word that we use. I, I understand that. Your team can be people in your family. It can be friends in the various areas of your life. But how do you find these people? Because certainly there are a lot of people in each of our lives that would do their best to pull us down or push us away or uh, encourage us to give up, to quit in the fight. How do we find our people? How do we find the right people? A couple of thoughts as you consider this. I would say, first of all, you need to spend time where the type of people you need in your life spend time. Again, I could spend all day just talking about that point. But whether I'm talking to a young person, a middle-aged person, or an old person, struggling with having the right kind of people in their lives, often, I would say most of the time, the first thing they push back on is this idea of how to develop the right kind of teams, the right kind of relationships, the right kind of accountability in their lives. And they'll say things like this, I just can't find those people. And I'll say, well, where are you looking for them? And they'll name places where they could never find the kind of people they really need in their lives. If you need a person of character and a person of integrity and someone who wants to see you have the right outcomes in your life, a person who is wise and has the right perspective, go to the places where those kind of people go. I'll tell you, if you're looking for these people in clubs (laughs) or bars or in other places where other dis, uh, other uh, depressed people hang out, you're going to be uh, sad that you went there because you won't find them. Go to places like church where people who are seeking the truth congregate. Go to places of education, places where people who seek to learn are investing time in their own lives. And there are so many organizations that would also speak to this. Go to where the kind of people that you need in your life spend time. Spend time there as well. Be around the kind of people you need. Uh, Here's another one. Focus on being a friend, not having one. Again, this is the challenge. I so badly need a friend in my life that I look for someone that can be my friend, someone that can speak truth, someone that can provide accountability, someone that can help me with courage, someone that can pick me up when I fall down. That's what we need. But the way we get that is not by finding that. The way we get that is by being that for others. I'm not talking about needlessly manipulating people, being kind to them so they're kind to you. That is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is putting yourself in the kind of place where the people that you need in your life spend time and then finding those that need friends and being a friend to them. Because here's what happens. When you invest in others, there is a reciprocal relationship. The return comes back. I would also say that as you invest in others, your perspective begins to change and their perspective begins to change and relationships are developed 
and people can move forward together. Focus on being a friend, not having one. Uh, Here's uh, another aspect of this. Invest in the long, uncomfortable process of transparency. Invest in the long, uncomfortable process of transparency. This is so difficult. That's why it's long and uncomfortable. In order to have someone who can support you in the battles of life, you have to have a transparent enough relationship that the person who you are depending on to help you through that, your team, the people, know that you're going through those battles. The work that I do with veterans and the relationships that I have with with many folks who are struggling personally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, so often they get to a point where they cannot cope anymore before they let anyone know that they're there. Before a person decides to take their life, there is a lot of steps. There are a lot of steps that have already taken place. We need to have people in our lives who can help us and encourage us and do the things that we've already talked about. But we have to be transparent enough with them to let them know what's going on on the inside. This is a long process, and it's developed because of trust, and it's developed a little bit at a time. I'm not talking about finding someone and tomorrow telling them everything, your deepest and darkest secrets. (laughs) I don't just run them off. But look for relationships that you can develop and invest in deeply. Transparent relationships where you can share what's going on. Your fears, your hopes, your dreams, the challenges that you're facing. You'll only receive encouragement and perspective from people who know what's actually happening in your life. I would say finally, resist the urge to go it alone. It's possible to say, well, I don't know where these people are. I could invest in places or organizations. I could spend time where they are, but that's just so hard. I don't know how to be a good friend. I struggle in that area. What I need desperately is someone to speak into my life. It's difficult to be transparent. I'm not sure I can do it. We have every reason not to do the things that we've already mentioned. Listen, resist the urge to go it alone. Go back to the first couple of points that we talked about. You have to have a team in your life if you're going to find real success. John 15, verse 13, Jesus said, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I realize that having those kind of friends in your life are few and far between. They're precious relationships, but they're relationships that we need. Invest in the right places to find the right people. Decide to be the right kind of friend to do what you need to do, to be a blessing to others. Invest in the long, uncomfortable process of transparency, and then you will at least be on the road to developing a team. In actual combat, that is the physical kind or the relational kind or the spiritual or emotional kind, as we deal with the battles of life and as we struggle to fight these battles, there will be every reason to walk away. Maybe we do our best to fight and we get knocked down. If there's no one to pick us up, we have nowhere else to go. You must have a team. If you do value that team, invest in that team. If you don't, stop what you're doing 
clear off your calendar, and begin to develop a strategy for putting the right kind of people in your life. Life is challenging, but there are great victories to be had by the person who's willing to press forward when it would be easier to simply quit. The value, the importance of a team. I hope that's a help to you. Uh, Certainly, it's just a starting point. But find those people, bring them into your lives, invest in them, and you will be so thankful that you did. Remember, as we end every week, (laughs) when the battles of life are raging, when the bullets are flying, when things become difficult, you only have two choices. You can march, march forward, moving to that next place to accomplish that next mission. Or you can die. Give up, stay where you are, and decide that enough is enough. But thankfully, as I remind you every single week, you have the power to decide which one it's going to be. Will you march or will you die? Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app, or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.